Happy Friday. Welcome into the Bruce Hooley Show on Salem Radio Network's 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce, and uh, a great surprise as we head into Christmas weekend. We're working to get Bruce here with us today at 1235. I can't wait, and I know that you can't either. It's Open Line Friday, which means that we'll take your calls and questions all show long. Uh, We're here now until 1 p.m. The number to reach us, me, 844-825-5989, 844-825-5989. What's on your mind? Call me. Let me know. Uh, A couple of key bits of information before we invite on our first guest. guest. Uh, You may have heard Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther's conversation with the judge is being investigated. Uh, Special counsel has been assigned. Ginther is accused of having an ex parte communication with the judge, which in my understanding means that uh, he pled his case with the judge minus court rules and uh, the opportunity for the opposing party to appear and be present uh, or, or present rather to to be present and present in an attempt to influence a judge to shut down a Greyhound bus terminal in West Columbus. Um, second big story, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is visiting children's hospitals around the state of Ohio as he mulls over House Bill 68. That in my opinion, spells doom for House Bill 68. We'll talk about that later in the show because I don't want to belabor uh, that point too much right now because we have um, an important guest to bring on. I do want to remind you at 1122, I will be joined by Patrick Byrne. That name sounds familiar. Uh, That's because he's uh, Overstock.com CEO. And uh, we're going to talk about not Overstock at all. We're going to talk about deep capture and you're going to be stunned at what they've uncovered there at deepcapture.com. Noon Hour is going to be kicked off with Jim Hull and Jim Cowardin. They're going to talk to us about classical education and the opportunity for you to participate, your kids to participate in classical education, a public school in Dublin, 1206. You'll get all the deets then. And then uh, working to get Bruce here at 1235. But right now, I want to go to the phone line and – I want to welcome in Kurt Hartman. Kurt, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning, sir? Jack, doing fine. Great to be with you today. Well, thank you for for being here. There's a lot going on. A lot of people are traveling, um, you know, getting the, the Christmas ham ready to go. Um, there's a lot going on. And I want to make sure that I, that I give you the floor here. Um, so let me just tee it up this way. My, my understanding is you're counsel for a plaintiff has filed a complaint in an election matter in Hudson, Ohio, and it seems to matter for two reasons. Number one, because the case seems to show that Democrats in Hudson sought to create a dark money group to circumvent campaign contribution laws involving city council races, school board races. And uh, and two, uh, I had a chance to just quickly scan through the complaint and then uh, some other documents that I was able to find online. And uh, the name Casey Weinstein caught my attention. Uh, he's listed as a recipient of one of those emails. And that certainly doesn't mean that he's involved or did anything wrong. But Casey is a Democrat who represents the Hudson area and the state house. And frankly, my personal opinion and personal experience is a bully online. So it was interesting well, to see his name crop up there. Well, well, I hate to say, you know, I mean, I'm, da- I'm in Cincinnati, right? I'm an attorney in Cincinnati, former common police court judge. And I've got to say, when Casey's name pops up, you always know there's something slimy going on, I say, <laughs> you know, at least by reputation. <laughs> Uh, and I know it down here in Southwest Ohio. So, uh, unfortunately, yes. Um, here's what's going on in Hudson. You okay. know, we, um, past November had city council races, school board races, and um, 
kind of the leader of the, you know, scorched earth policy is a woman named Jane Howington, who my understanding was the former city manager in the city of Hudson, but got fired. Uh, and I'm not, I don't know all the whys and wherefores on her termination, but she kind of says, hey, you know, she teams up with a whole bunch of Democrats, says, hey, we're going to take over city council, et cetera. And so what she does uh, with a few other people is forms this organization called Clock Tower Collaborative. Clock? Let me, uh, let me slow down. Clock Tower Collaborative, right? Is that what you said? That is correct. That's okay, go ahead. Organization, okay. organization. And basically says, oh, we're going to just talk about education and all that. But what it really is, in essence, is a political action committee. They're taking donations. They're advocating and trying to influence the election for city council and for the school board race, okay. you know, and there's an email, there's emails going out from her to a whole swath of people, including, including Casey Weinstein, including candidates running for city council. And, you know, it's very, very telling. It's like, you know, we want to get a get together with these candidates, run them through their paces. Candidate signs are being ordered. Let's get those distributed. Um, you know, send us money for donations so we can put mailers out for these candidates. Because you got to, and she says, you know, the thing is, in the city of Hudson for city council, there are contribution limits. No okay. person can contribute more than a hundred dollars to a city council race. That's each race, ordinance. each person for each, each race, or each person total for any race. Each person per race. Each candidate can receive a hundred dollars okay. from the same individual. And she basically says, "Hey, we got this little collaborative thing, this clock tower. I call it the Clockwork Orange, uh, but it's like we got this going on and." There's no contribution limits, and we don't have to report any of this information, and your names won't be exposed, et cetera. But they're out here coordinating with these candidates. They're sending them emails. The candidates aren't stepping up and saying, hey, don't send me anything. You do whatever you want to do, but I can't collaborate, coordinate, you know, acquiesce in what you're doing. They're doing that. And that becomes, well, in that sense, that we argue that that becomes an in-kind campaign contribution. You know, you have these super PACs. Everybody knows about these super PACs, dark right. money entities. Yep. And I think that's what she, you know, uh, she was trying to set up. She didn't do it. You know, she just basically said, send us money. We'll do all this stuff. We won't report you. We'll say we're doing it, quote unquote, educational purposes. So real um, quick, but, you know, real quick, if I may, yeah, Kurt, to yeah. point out, they're not registered as a PAC. Uh, according to the complaint, Correct. they're registered with the Secretary of State as as clock. Tower, all that's one word, Clock Tower Collaborative, right. organized they, as a nonprofit corporation May 12, 2023. Is that correct? Correct. They're a nonprofit corporation. They did not, we believe they needed to register as a political action committee. Okay. And there is a pending complaint at the Ohio Elections Commission against this Clock Tower Collaborative group, basically saying you're an unregistered PAC, you have, should have filed campaign finance reports. You know, in terms of transparency, right, it's amazing. Democrats always argue about transparency and openness, except when it applies to them. <laughs> and it's like here, you know, we, we that's it. Just who were your contributors, donations? What coordination did you have with these other campaigns? You know, there's nothing wrong with a political action committee coordinating with a candidate. Nothing illegal about it. Well, it I'm does become a, it comes a contribution, but nothing illegal. But if you don't report it, and the candidates don't report it. And that, that's the issue. That's what we've got going on in the in Summit County Common Pleas Court now is you know, one of these successful candidates, Michael Byrd, okay. was on these emails, was clearly, we believe, getting 
you know, coordinated cooperation, whatever, from this political action committee, and he did not report it on his campaign finance reports. So, Kurt, let me and let me pause there for real, real quick. So, just just yes. to, to remind listeners, talking with Kurt Hartman, he's an attorney from Cincinnati, and he's representing uh, Scott. Uh, looks like Ruffer. Uh, versus yeah. Michael Byrd and uh, Summit County Board of Elections because uh, the claim is, and this is a claim, um, you know, that everybody gets due process unless you're Donald Trump in Colorado. Um, money seemed to flow through an organization um, that is not registered as a PAC but is registered as a nonprofit, and it it wasn't reported. It wasn't reported the money coming in or money going to candidates, and therein is the legal issue, right? That That is correct. And state law says, you know, if you do not – fully comply with the campaign finance laws, you're not supposed to get your certificate of election. You're not supposed to serve it, come in and serve in public office. It's a, it's a heavy hammer. Um, and so we're trying to enforce that provision saying Michael Byrd received in-kind contributions. He did not report it. Therefore, you know, he wasn't promoting openness, transparency, full information. It's not a full and complete campaign finance report. He shouldn't be serving on city council. He should not have gotten his certificate of election. And, and we're asking the judge to basically void his certificate of election. Okay, two um, two things. We've got about a minute here, and I apologize to yes, do sir. this to you. Um, number one, you have a you have a complaint filed in Summit County. You have a complaint filed with the Ohio Election Commission. Uh, what is the next step? And then, is this a, a wider reaching net? Could, could this implicate other city council members? Could it implicate school board members? Um, sorry to hamstring you with a minute. But, yeah. No, no. To, to answer your first, last question, yes, it could, there could be a wider net. Right now, there's indication you're going to pull the string. If we get discovery in the Elections Commission case, we'll be able to do subpoenas, depositions, et cetera. In terms of this election challenge, it actually moves very fast. It is scheduled for a trial on January 10th. Oh, wow. In Summit County Common Pleas Court uh, before Judge McLaughlin. Um, and so it's going to get decided. That's mandated by state law, this timeline. So, you know, we got subpoenas going out to get people there to testify. Um, and we'll come in and do a full evidentiary hearing. And the judge is going to make the determination whether or not Mr. Byrd filed a full and complete. Did he fully comply with the campaign finance laws? And in particular, did he fail to report these in-kind contributions uh, from Clock Tower Collaborative? Kurt Hartman, thank you for breaking that down. Uh, my hope is we we find that and that we find some financial records. Thank you. Uh, we'll have you back to, t- to discuss the outcome in January. Welcome back. Thank you, Kurt Hartman, for spending time with us and breaking down that case. We will have our finger on the pulse there for sure, uh, not only involving that uh, city council ward for outcome, but whether this is a larger net. Uh, <clears throat> but I, without further ado, want to bring in our next guest, uh, Patrick Byrne. Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show, and thank you for making time to be with us. How are you this morning, sir? Bruce, it's just an honor to be on with you. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. This is Jack, by the way. I'm filling in oh. for Bruce. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should have told okay. you that. I, I was unfair in my in my introduction there. Um, and I know that you are you are a very busy man. For those of you who don't know, and I, and I'm going to tee it up this way and make sure that I put the disclaimer on. Um, Patrick is it, you know his name because he was the founder of Overstock.com, took them public, um, and and then resigned from that organization. 
But you're here because, and I'm going to read this, and then and I'm going to ask you the first question, because you created deep capture. And in, in, you said that public choice theory describes a phenomenon whereby industries take control or, quote, capture regulators who are supposed to oversee them. The claim of this website is that powerful actors have been able to influence or take control of not just the regulators, but also law enforcement, elected officials, national media, and the intellectual establishment. It is our mission to expose this deep capture. Patrick, um, had I read that three years ago, I'd have been like, I don't know about that. Uh, But I feel like we're starting to live what you're talking about. Why did you create deep capture? I wrote those words in 2007. Wow. uh, In 05, I came up again. Well, it's very similar to what's going on now. A group of people reached out to me to tell me that there was a lot of criminality going on on Wall Street. And I was a public company CEO. I had encountered some of it myself. But they started showing me how it all worked. I started investigating. And for three years, I was sort of investigated Wall Street and wrote about it. And it led to 200 prosecute, uh, indictments and 120 people went to prison, that my, my work on that. And at the end of 08, Deep Capture was voted the best reporting on corruption in America and corruption in business by, like, Internet-wide polls. It beats Forbes and Wall Street Journal and all those people. So uh, it's, it's really just my, my little pet hobby in life has been investigating corruption. And when I do, I was doing it intensely between 05 to 08. I wrote about my findings there. And then it was pretty dormant for about a decade, pretty rare. About once a year, I'd write something. And then in 2019, I left Overstock and made my full-time job to pursue the deep state. And since then, I've been writing extensively, again, on deep capture. And there's a lot that I want to go into. One of those things will be to talk about Jack Smith, because what you wrote is sensational. And if it's true, and I'm not saying that it's not, I believe that it is, uh, holy smokes, do people need to understand what's going on? I had heard the word or the phrase deep state prior to 2019, and I always felt like, yeah, that's probably a thing. Um, But looking at it now, I go, not only is it a thing, how do we we escape their capture, to use your words? Um, It's, It's almost too late. It's almost too late. Is it? But, is there know, any hope? Well, oh, there's definitely hope. The hope is in the in the election in ten months. It's the last hope. Our republic's hanging by a thread. They're not even hiding it anymore. They have total contempt for the the U.S. Constitution and the institutions of democracy. They, they, you know, we are almost there. And you know, at the point where they're chasing the number one, <laughs> the, their number one political opponent, they're chasing them with ninety one crazy sounding indictments and such. This is really, I'd say it's worthy of the third world, except in the third world, they're laughing at us. So it's kind of an insult to the third world to compare it to this because they, they, even they don't do things this blatant down in like banana republics anymore, do they? Maybe, yeah. maybe Venezuela. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah, I had Bernie Marino on. He's a candidate for U.S. Senate um, in Ohio. I had him on earlier in the week and he said, this is what happens in Colombia. We call it Wednesday in Colombia. And this is happening here. You know, one of the th- I, I have a lot of friends who are lawyers, and one of them told me a long time ago, he said, you know, Jack, the average person commits three felonies a day. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He goes, no, no, I'm serious. He goes, you, you got to understand that the law is thick, the nature of the law. And so when we look at somebody like Donald Trump, who has 91 indictments against him, and we look at where we are with surveillance in this country, um, we should all be concerned. But instead of throwing that big blanket on it, let me let me ask you this. 
as you as we are at the end of 2023 and you look out on the landscape of 2024, what are two or three things that you think we as Americans need to be aware of and have at the top of our mind as far as this capture in the deep state? Well, the, the first of all, that they're turning us into a police state. And secondly, that that is in response to we have figured out the deepest truth. And the deepest truth is that our elections are rigged. And I could have told you 20 years ago, for the last 20 years, I would have told you, oh, I thought there's cheating in elections. I think it's probably one or two percent. It probably cuts both ways. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick, I'd say, well, the Democrats probably get a net one percent benefit out of it. I don't see it at all that way now. They can clearly the experience of 2020, which I spent the last three years unraveling. By the way, we do have the answers there. It's absolutely uh, clear that they cheated massively. That, but they can do it up to about 10 or 15 percent of the vote. They can cheat if they're so. And it's not just Democrats. There are Republicans in on it. And what's taking over is a globalist uniparty, which wants to dispense with the USA and may, you know, weave us into some Central European, you know, super state. And the, the World Health Organization and all this stuff with COVID, that was all just steps down that, that path. Um, we've got about 45 seconds here. You said, so the police state, uh, the deepest truth being that the elections are rigged. And then the third would be that there is this Central European deep state kind of uniparty. Is that... Yeah. Okay. I would say that, that there is an attempt that, that our republic is hanging by a thread. Okay. We, it may be lost if it has any chance. It, it's in about 10, you know, 10 months, but it may be lost and you're looking at the end of the USA. So um, here's what I'd like to do. We have you a couple more segments. Uh, we're going to go to break here in just about 30 seconds. I want to I, I talk about the 2020 elections because I, I want to unpack to you what, I, what I've seen and then I want to hear what you've discovered. And then I, I, we still got to talk about this Jack Smith thing because it, it is a – bombshell so we'll talk about that as well um so patrick thank you for being with us uh and thank you for listening to 98.9 fm the answer i'm jack windsor filling in for bruce hooley and i'm joined on the phone by patrick byrne and uh if you've not checked out deep capture at deepcapture.com, make sure you do it because we're going to go through the latest article there uh, on the other side of this break so stay tuned <laughs> 